Mai te wai paunamu ki te rohe or Waikato, from the South Island to the Waikato region. Now, there are two big events that are linked with the kingitanga from the Waikato. That's the Pokai and the Koronehana, or coronation, which will be held in August this year. As for the Pokai, Kingi Tuhaitia and Te Kahui Ariki, that's the Kingitanga contingent from the Waikato, visit up to 28 marae on certain dates for the rest of the year. This gathering, the Pokai, is about reinforcing the Kingitanga movement and connections to those marae. In this next archival recording, we head back to 1988, where Hardy Williams provides a perspective of Pokai, which he attended at Te Ao Marihi Marae. The Pokai was instituted by the second Māori king, Tafio, shortly after his return from England in 1884 to ask the British Crown for the return of unfairly confiscated lands. The first Pokai was held at Whatifati Hue Marae in Pirongia. The Pokai served as a regular gathering for the king's followers in March of every year to celebrate harvest time according to biblical precedents, and it was an opportunity for the king to heal the ailing and the infirm. The meaning of the word is obscure, but some say that it is a metaphor for the mana and the status of the chief Tafio. The modern pokai takes the form of a circuit of over 30 marae. The pokai binds together marae loyal to the queen into a solid unit, and today the queen, her husband, and their kahui ariki are led onto the marae staging the pokai. The Aumarihi marae on Thursday was the venue for the pokai, and as people gathered, I asked Riripeti. Lil Joyce about the modern pokai. My understanding of it as a child, I understood the concept of the pokai where uh, many of the Waikato people, because after all this is where it was instituted, would gather under the umbrella of the kingitanga, and many of our komatua then would discuss the business pertaining not only to that particular marae where it was held, but the business in general of that era and of that period of time. Hasn't changed too much, Hare, except that uh, many years ago, the money which was donated, the koha that was donated, was left at the marae for the people, the komatu of that, uh, those marais, to use best for ngafangai of that area that they felt would benefit from it. But today, not so, because we have this welfare system now where this is taken care of. Now, Te Puea, initially, her thoughts were for the mōkai that was not being taken care of, and so this is, that was part of the institution then. But it's different today in that the koha now partly remains with the marae and then to Turanga Waiwai for the komatu to best institute it as best they can. But the concepts haven't changed. The, the, they would still all meet and gather and, and enjoy each other's company, and that part has never changed. Lil, 
there are over 30 pokai making it the biggest hui in the country which operates for a whole year. How has it decided which marae actually hosts pokai? Right. Again, this is decided by the Kingitanga in uh, Ngaruawahia, where the marais are designated to hold such pokais. It's not a decision that's made lightly. Um, for example, Fatapaka has only come into the pokai, um, well, what would say, appointment, I suppose you would say, for the want of another word, um, just recently, it's only three years ago, three, four years ago exactly. Now it is something that is prayerfully considered by the Komatua from the Waikato area. Lil Tipuea has been claimed by historians as one of the most outstanding New Zealand women. What, are you, what were your relationships, your contacts uh, and your associations with uh, Princess Tipuea? Actually quite delightful because as a child we went down to Mangatangi and knowing full well that Princess Tapuya, that's what we called her, would be there. And so my childish concept of the princess was from the encyclopedias, that she would wear a tiara, that she would wear a lovely glittering ball gown, and that was my childish <laughs> concept. So I went with my mother and my aunts and grannies down to the Mangatangi Maraikos. Princess you saw in books. <laughs> and I was astounded. I was looking for this princess in her flowing gowns and a tiara, only to see and pointed out to me there was this humble being she had I can see it today a long black skirt down to her ankles and a um, sugar bag um, apron and she was sweeping the footpaths with the scarf tree, the and scarf around the head and corridor Maori the whole time yes yes and that just shattered my childish concept but it taught me humility when I saw that not as a child then, but as I was growing older, I realized the, the great humility of this lady, that she was, although she was recognized as being a great woman, she was not above doing the menial tasks and expected others to follow in her footsteps, and they did all rally around her. But that's my childish concept. And now, of course, as I've grown older and I realize the true significance of the great impact that this lady did have amongst her people. Diripeti Lil Joyce. One of the modern functions of the pokai is an opportunity for bereaved families to bring the memories of their loved ones to the marae for the traditional kawemate. The group I was with was called onto the marae and Nga Uru Tupai described the scene. Well, we have here several groups that have just come on. Some are kirimate and there are those who are, are coming on for the first time. Today is a, the traditional welcome onto Marae. We are now being seated. We have been requested to, to be seated. And from this minute forth, the issues of introducing people uh, in the group will be discussed. And also, here we need to remember that this exercise should be over before Tataidangi Kahu comes in, we need to have the place vacated. And this is a kawemate as well? And the kawemates are held also. Uh, usually what they would prefer to have done here is to have the kawemate taken care of because this they belong to the, to the queen herself. 
this neighbour depicted for that very purpose so that the Atairangi Kahu could come and sit with us, talk with us. Traditionally, King Itafiao did some healing by touching, by karakia, uh, during the pokai. <clears throat> you know, those who were invalids, those who were infirm. But uh, is that still being done, uh, Ngaro? Not at the moment. Not, it hasn't been done for, for a long time. Um, doesn't mean to say it can't be done. Uh, but there are people that are, are gifted with that type of feeling. And you would find that most, uh, most people would go to, to people that are gifted in that area. Right. So you can see a combination of Māori healing and uh, professional medical uh, treatment as part of the health of our people. I can see it very strongly because I am now part of the health board as a Māori health coordinator in Kingsheet and we, we could see that the health board are saying to us uh, what input can you give us in regards to the health part of the program and uh, we are saying all right um, if we can be seen to be a part of the health program then our input would be to the Wadiwa side of it and to the healing side of it as it comes up. You will find if you look around some of these old people, some of the old people look forward to Pokai because it's for them a healing process for them, it's a getting together, for them, it's meeting new friends and also hanging over the old friends that are not here. The scene here is one of warmth, awe, expectation, sunshine and respect as the elders and guests uh, move up towards the seats that are provided for them, the women in black immediately behind them. And the younger people of the tribe are scattered around now, seated on the lawn, uh, freshly mown for this occasion. In fact, the marae looks park-like for this important occasion. And above them, the white flag of uh, the pokai is fluttering, fluttering gently in the breeze. And on this occasion, there are visitors here from Tonga, Stewart Island, Levin, Taranaki, Tauranga and Oportiki. The elders from each tribe, and they're all standing now for this himine, will speak in, in a way which pledges their loyalty to Dame Te Aterangi Kahu. This is an opportunity to learn about their social and cultural history in an unparalleled way in our society. Speech is laced with humour. It also has an abiding concern for the future of the people and will continue for the, f uh, for the next uh, two hours when the call of Ngāti Amaru, the dining hall, will be made. An archive recording from 1988, Hare Williams, with a perspective of the Pokai, the annual gathering by Kingi Tuhaitia and Te Kahui Ariki to various marae during the year.